In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Look who's back. Back, back again. Dolphin's back. Hello, oh, friend. Who are you going to upset tonight? That's the question. Uh, John Dorsey, it's time to turn off. You ain't going to like it. <laughs> okay, so anyone that's a real pro John Dorsey fan, please switch off now. This is not a podcast for you. How- <laughs> However, I think Ian, uh, Ian Wright, right, right, said that he may challenge you to a John Dorsey uh, um, bake-off type thing. Like, he's pro and you'll be negative and see who wins. Well, I'm, I'm not negative about John oh. Dorsey. I'm just factual about John Dorsey. Okay. But uh, there, there's not really going to be any John Dorsey hating on this one. Um, oh. No, to be fair, it's going to be uh, it's just informative discussions I want to throw out there. So, uh, no. All right, excellent. Well, let's start off with the European catch-up. We had seven countries all meet in London. It was a fun anti-Brexit party, and we had lots, yeah, just lots of fun. I was on my best behaviour. My brother just had a baby, so I was just very chilled. So there was no Jaeger bombs, and if anyone was expecting fireworks and Jaeger bombs, I do apologise, but it was just very calm and... uh, very uh, peaceful watching the game. The game itself was stressful. I don't know about yourself. I watched Red Zone and then had uh, the game on my Mac on silent. So um, I was actually just dipping in and out of it, um, taking a bit more interest in what's going on generally around the league just because, hey, I still, I've still got over 5% chance of making the playoffs. So it's not dead yet until it's all over. But yeah, I'd rather watch the uh, games as a whole and... Uh, it was pretty awesome. Red Zone kept dipping into that uh, New Orleans San Fran game, which was. Uh, Did you win any money on Sunday? I won some money. I lost more money. <laughs> Are you up for the season? Oh, solidly up for the season. Got enough money there, ready to pay for Dallas next year. So uh, that is the key thing. Okay. So anyone who's listening, who's thinking about getting into gambling, don't do it. It's not worth it. There's other vices out there, such as drinking, smoking, and drugs. Yeah, not, uh, it, I wouldn't advise it too much getting into it now. Uh, end of the season, it's a bit risky. Um, some games go a little bit crazy. Um, so, uh, yeah. And if there was anyone listening to that, I was only joking about the vices. It's up to you what you do in your spare time. I am not encouraging or disencouraging what you do. But if you're going to gamble, though, listen to our good friend Eric Eager, who's been on the podcast before, and George Shahori with the PFF forecast because they give you fantastic insights and uh, they will help me make money. Big news yesterday was obviously Odell Beckham. And I don't, I'm not making a big thing of this. I, it was what it is, what it is. And people I think are just maybe potentially just looking for holes. But what's your views on it, Jack? So in October, Jay Glazer came out with a statement and Jay Glazer is not one of these sort of fake dodgy people on Twitter that hears a rumour from some bloke down the pub and then tweets it, he's going to get 
to they say three people confirm all of his stories before he announces them so uh looking very very solid there he said at least once this season uh obj's approached players or coaches and other teams and asked for a trade believed to happen in october apparently there's a video of him with jimmy garoppolo and it might have been a discussion with brady in the tunnel um after that game they're sort of the two that people are pointing to um but he's gone out and said it um so it's a bit messy he should have in my opinion i think it's more in hindsight had surgery on his uh sports hernia injury um and missed the first sort of two three games rather than played sort of limited through the season but um it's happened now and uh so be it we're at where we're at he's certainly here next year none of this nonsense about him moving anywhere he's locked in for next year that's not going to change why are you so so uh confident about that jack because his value is quite low at the minute in terms of the first third and peppers that were traded for him last off season his value is very high level at that point the value is low now so you're not going to trade someone at that lower value um, we've got him on cheap deal, so he's not going anywhere. Um, I think he's going to push for some more guaranteed money. So it wouldn't surprise me if we do a deal in the offseason just to convert his entire base into guarantees or even to add guarantees into next year just to give him some more sort of security um, and just sort of push that money forward for him. And but I think both him and Landry, hundred I'd say 99% are going to be on the Browns next season. I would then be shocked if the season after that, so the 2021 season, if both of them are on the roster. I think it's going to be a case of one or the other because you can't sustain that long-term when you start paying Miles Garrett, when you start paying Baker Mayfield, when you start paying all these other players. So we've got one more year of the pair and fingers crossed they make it count because it, for me, it's no way happening in 2021. With that in mind, do you think we should be taking some wide receivers next year then? I, I think we certainly need to take wide receivers because Higgins, as I've said before, he's gone. Um, played one snap on special teams this weekend. They're looking at sort of other players to see who they're there. I obviously banged the drum for a player like Cortland Sutton. Didn't happen. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do because you can't really go out and invest in it in free agency at a decent level for your third wide receiver because this season we've already got the most expensive wide receiver pairing, so it's not a free agency thing, it's a draft thing. You've got Kadero Hodge that's just, hey, Ratley's just okay. Um, it's, it's not going anywhere. So they're going to have to draft them and hope people develop, but they've also got more pressing holes. It wouldn't surprise me if we played two running backs, two wide receivers, and one tight end more. Here we go, mate. Some breaking news. NFL news. Nothing to do with the Browns. NFL investigating rumour a Patriots employee videotaped Bengals play calls at the last game. Source ESPN. Um, Yeah, it's been confirmed. They were doing some behind the uh, scenes recording for their do your job stuff. The Browns had signed it off. So uh, it's not as crazy as it uh, did look. But uh, I believe they should have got it signed off by the NFL, but didn't. It's not the end of the world. Cool. What's your views on Freddie Kitchen at the moment, Jack? So this is a question that has been floated around. Um, 
would you keep him? Would you um, would you get rid of him? And it, it's something that is a lot more complicated to me for that. And I've looked at the names and I spoke to you, I think it was two, three weeks ago, and Mike McCarthy, we discussed. For me, that is the number one um, name out there that John Dorsey would go for if Freddie got fired. There's a couple of reasons for that. John Dorsey needs steady. He needs someone he can rely on, someone he can trust, because if he gets it wrong, he's gone. And that is, you only get two chances to hire a head coach uh, as a GM. You pop on both of them, that's that's probably game over and they move on. And I think Mike McCarthy does a good job of getting you to the playoffs. Does he put you in a position to win the Super Bowl? I think no. And for me, I think we've got a better shot of winning the Super Bowl with Freddie as head coach, but we do have a better shot of making the playoffs with Mike McCarthy. I think Mike McCarthy's up and down is a lot narrower. I think he's very much a seven to nine wins every season. He's going to more or less lock that in. That is your ceiling. That is your floor. That's where it's looking. Whereas you look to a coach like Freddie, I think you're looking like 6 to 11 as sort of that real big range of it could be an unmitigated disaster and you get seven win, uh, six wins in a season or you could get 11 wins and be rolling and romping towards the uh, playoffs and Super Bowl. So for me, I give him an extra year. I ideally keep all of the um, coaching staff together. Wilkes is the only one that frustrates me because he's playing a lot of zone rather than man to get the best out of Greedy and a Ward, but for me, I'm sticking with it. What's your view? And we did ask people earlier, and I'll come to sort of what the results look like because it's an interesting one to look at. Yeah, I'm always the devil we know. Definitely keep Freddie for a second year. And at that point, then really review everything. Maybe new manager or new coach comes in, re-signs Odell, Garrett, Baker, all in one big bundle and everything's then goes for one more push for the next two years. But my question for you was, are you more happy with Wilkes now or Greg Williams? Oh, well, Wilkes is definitely a step in the right direction. And there's a few reasons for that is, um, I think he plays a lot more of the four two five, which is where I want to be. Um, and if, for me, it's a much better system. Um, we do need to improve the players that he's got to play that system. Um, but it is definitely, for me, the right way to go. And uh, a name I wouldn't mind going out and adding, Byron Jones. If the rumours are true that Dallas is going to be idiots and let him walk out the door, he's possibly the best slot cornerback in the NFL. And where we've got two rookie wage-controlled corners, if you're going to play three cornerbacks all the time, Go get Byron Jones and pop him in the mix because I think that gives you a really, really interesting group that can do some pretty special stuff. We do need to improve depth all, all the way front to back. Um, cornerback's the only place where we've got depth. And TJ Carey's gone this year. He's getting cut. Um, so you're down to just Mitchell. Um, but uh, no, Wilkes for me, there's promise. He's made some mistakes, but there is promise there. And... Just to uh, let everyone know, why are you so confident that uh, Carrie's getting a cut? He, he's on such a high amount of money that he's, uh, I think it's eight, nine million 
next year and you're not paying that for your fourth choice corner. Um, so good luck to him. He, he's Even coming with like a nickel position or number one nickel or no? No, you, you're going to go get, there's better players out there. He, he only played the last two years because of his guaranteed money. So it was a two year deal. He locked in um, what Dorsey gave him. So uh, he's, he's got his money. He's going to go and he'll get picked up. He'll pay probably 2 million, go play somewhere. And um, yeah. Do you think Randall's done anything to do anything with the Browns next year? Nope. The only thing he's doing at the end of the year is cleaning out his locker and moving somewhere else. Um, if we're going to go grab someone as safety, I would love to get on the uh, Trey Boston. You know, my boy. He's still, my he's boy. Around. He's still flying around on one-year deals. So go get me Trey Boston. What, is he a mil yet or not? Um, I think it's only like two million he's on this year. So um, go get him. Even if you um, say Redwine's had a couple of good games, get him and Redwine and let them battle it out for free safety. Um, that for me would be a great position. Offer Boston, I would happily offer seven million two years, um, or ten million three years. Ten million three years. That's the offer. Go and present it to him and get him to sign it. Give him five six million guaranteed. I don't mind. Just get that done because that for me is a great pairing to have. Um, gives you lots of options. And he he can do some different stuff. He's not going to be sort of your top eight, but he's definitely in that sort of eight to sixteen range. I think he can do a great job of sort of a uh, top 50% free safety in the league. And uh, yeah, we'll see then what Redwine does. If Redwine develops, then he can be your backup and he's on a relatively cheap deal. If not, he's your starter and uh, you've locked someone in. Mm. The one thing I'd throw out there, and so with the poll, we'll get to the, the poll in a second, but... If you gave me the choice of anyone out there, and we can throw in some Lincoln Rileys, we can throw in some other names. Um, I don't think Matt Nagy is going to get sacked, but if he was to get sacked, I would be all over that. Um, really? Oh, I'd love Matt Nagy here. Matt Nagy would be a phenomenal hire. He, he has turned literally the biscuit. He is awful, Mitch Trubisky. And he's got them playing really well. Um, it's a bit up and down. But he, he has done brilliantly for me, um, schemed up some great stuff and really making it work. So if, if you're looking at Lincoln Riley, if you're looking at Matt Nagy, and to me, they're probably the only two that I get genuinely really excited about. Mike Leach isn't coming into the NFL. Just from an uh, emotional standpoint, I would love Mike Leach. But uh, yeah, if, if those two are available, I, I support getting rid of Freddie and you go and grab one of those guys. But... That's why I wanted to ask the question of Mike McCarthy versus Freddie, because that just flips it all on his head. It's all right going, sack Freddie, and then people get in their head, oh, we're going to go get this guy, we're going to get that guy. Um, if you're faced with the opportunity of you've got two choices, it changes the dynamic. So just to the poll, don't, have you looked at it yet, Paul? No, not yet, but I will do. What's your sort of... Guess where people are at. I would go with McCarthy as the favourite at the moment, just because Twitter seems to be negative everything about uh, Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, it's one of those questions that, in a way, I would like to ask all the way through the season and sort of get a real taste of it. So we've had 577 people vote in the poll so far. Still 23 hours left on it, guys, so go make your voice heard. 
we're at Mike McCarthy, 62%, Freddie Kitchens, 38%. So I think it's more or less hovered around 40% Freddie, 60% Mike McCarthy. So it's, it's a lot closer than I thought it would be. Um, because I thought a lot more people would be on the sack Freddie bandwagon, but lots of them are saying, I want to get rid of Freddie, but if it's Mike McCarthy, maybe we keep Freddie. Um, and <laughs> that's where I am. Um, and, and I think it, it, it's that risk for me. If I just want to see the Browns play a playoff game, by all means, go get Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy, for me, is going to get you to the playoffs. Um, the team's talented. He's going to do that job. But is that what you want to be? I don't want to just be a playoff team. And I know if you get to the show every year, you eventually get lucky and one day you should win it. But for me, I, I want to be competing to win. And I would take the risk another year with Freddie. And then if Freddie don't make it, we can go out and find some names. Maybe it is the year Lincoln Riley then steps up. It is the year Nagy steps up. Or it is the year someone else steps up. But uh, I, I, I'm well in. Give Freddie another year. Let's see what happened. And I sent it a couple of weeks ago. I said, it's time to keep the coaching staff in place, regardless of what happens. And I said, I'll probably end up regretting that tweet. But at the moment, I'm holding strong. All right. What about uh, Dorsey? How long do you reckon we should keep Dorsey for? So Dorsey's 100% got next year. And it all depends on... Do we know what he's got? Um, I don't know what he's got in terms of uh, contracts. Um, I think it would have probably been three years. If you have a little Google. Um, so he's 100% gone next year. It all depends what happens with Freddie. If Freddie gets the boot and someone else comes in, then his entire Browns tenure is tied to whoever that next head coach is. So... It all depends on what happens. So if Freddie goes, then he could be gone in a year's time. It might be something that lasts for five years. We really don't know. If Freddie stays, then I think he's solidly got four years. Sorry, four years, in, uh, including this year. So three more after this, um, because if Freddie stays for another year, they'll probably give two years to a new head coach and see where they're at and uh, take it through to Baker Mayfield's veteran deal after five years. So, uh, And what do you think about the Browns at the moment? Do you think next year we can be a playoff team? I th- we certainly can, um, because Bengals are going to take a rookie QB, so rule them out. Um, for all the hype around the Ravens, and I'll hold my hands up, it's fun watching Lamar Jackson play. I fear for his long-term career. Um, I know he's not the same as RG3, but if he gets a serious injury, um, hamstring could be anything, something goes in a leg, he can throw at the minute because the team have to be so prepared for what he might do in the run game. If you take the run game aspect out of him, ignore how he throws at the minute because he throws when teams are having to constantly think and spy and watch what he's doing in the run game, he is not an elite passer of the ball. Um, that is all pushed up and elevated by his run game. So I, I don't want it to happen, but if it does happen, I've, I fear how long he'll be there as a top sort of quarterback and really, really exciting. Um, 
in the, the Steelers, who knows? Um, they haven't got a pick to replace Ben Roethlisberger. If Ben Roethlisberger don't come back, we could have a nice easy run next year. And we play a good division because we're playing the worst division in the NFL this season, which means Cowboys, Redskins, um, Giants. So give Dave Gettleman a nice big spanking. And then also uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I, I, I did... Uh... I did admit, I did notice that um, we are in that six wins and there's a big gap now. There's no seven, it's straight to eight. So um, we've only got three games left. We, need, we do need kind of a miracle now. Yeah, if we lose and Pittsburgh win, it's all over um, is this it, week. Is it black and white, is that, yeah? Yeah. Um, but to be fair, I think this is going to be a really exciting game. Um, obviously, Baker grudge match because um, Cliff Kingsbury and the history there. Um, and to be fair, I've been really excited about what the Cardinals are doing. I was excited when they came into the league. Um, Cliff Kingsbury's going to shake it up. And um, he, he, Kyler Murray's played well. Lots of people question the Rosen move when you take a quarterback in the first round and you move on after him, move on from him after a year. But uh, they've been doing some exciting stuff and really good luck to them. Um, obviously not this game, but um, everything after this game, uh, they're an exciting team to keep an eye on. Yeah, I'm just looking to see um, who would be our third and third team that we, if we finish third in the league, who would be our th- the equal third team to that? Do you know or not? What the third teams in divisions we play next year? Yeah, does that make sense? Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure who it is. Is it the other three teams in the AFC? How it works out? Was it the? Oh, what one is it? I I, I forget how they do the. Uh, I think it's normally I think it's normally like the um, Broncos. That's why we get them so much. Yeah, it's, it's either AFC or NFC. Then we take three or four out of that. Um, yeah, I think actually it's is is the AFC. So, um. Whoever's that, I think it's a little bit too early for that. I think two more weeks and be a bit more settled where everyone's finishing. Yeah, okay. So, uh, no, it's uh, six nine so, times. Some breaking news is my Hall of Fame YouTube video is now out. So, um, yeah, if you are interested to see what it's all about and never been in, and it's a good, uh, gives a good insight to uh, what actually happens in Canton. Very nice. Looking forward to going next year. Fingers crossed the game before or after Dallas when the fixtures come out in April will be a game in Cleveland. It's going to be a shame if I end up uh, coming over to watch two Browns games and don't actually get to Cleveland. But uh, I'm 100% committed to going to Dallas. Um, it's just working out what's the other side of it. Yeah, I that's one game I really want to go to um, is that one. So uh... I would love it. The dream, Dallas Thanksgiving. All right, so at the moment, we'd be playing the Broncos next season. But Chargers are on exactly the same win-loss record, so it could go anywhere. And the other one is AFC East. I don't know how good you are on the tables right this second. AFC East. Um, Jets. J-E-T-S. Yeah, it looks like, and it really looks like it's going to be the the Jets – Versus the Browns. You don't know if that's home or away, do you? Uh, no. No, it's away. 
I think, because the AFC West games at home. So it could be Jets and Giants next year. I doubt it. I'm up for playing both of them. They're absolutely pony. Put that yeah. two and oh, two and oh, lock it in. That's a duffing promise. Unless it's week, unless it's week 17 and we're already in the playoffs. Otherwise, it's a duffing promise. Duffing always delivers. Wow. Big calls from Jack. Hey, I'm predicting games and it's 12 months away. There's one thing I want to say is though, I did save my hair this year. Them fringe players have really had a real good run out this season. <laughs> out of the ones you, it was just Dexter Lawrence or whatever no. his name, Lawrence, and he's gone. Haskett, Haskett as well. Uh, was Hassel on there? Got to be. I, I, I think he was the only one. I think well, the joke just... is there's been five players signed since that list came out that have all made the roster. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Some have come in and, and done a solid job. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones came in, done a solid job. Um, to be fair, that fringe isn't too bad. I did sort of a really quick roster breakdown of just literally tickle cross. Um, all 53 spots on the roster next year. Um, do who? What sort of positions are locked in? So like QB1, lock, that's in. Um, and it was a really interesting task just to sit there and have sort of a, a little look through and see where we're at. I think uh, safety and tackles would be the big holes. Well, left tackle and right tackle were our number one knee going into last off season, and yeah, we didn't do anything. Greg Robinson though, been doing all right at PFF recently. Greg Robinson yeah. is not good. He he's he's okay, um, but if you want to be winning the Super Bowl, you got to do better. A lot of pressure on Dorsey this year with the draft picks. There is a lot of pressure and there's a lot of holes. So, but there's one saving grace. There is a lot, a lot of talent um, in that offensive tackle class. You've heard it from Brown's Daily Mock Draft. You've heard it from lots of intelligent people that understand the draft better than I do. Um, they are talking about it. They are hyping it up. Um, so go get some offensive tackles. Um, you're not going to get any in free agency um, that are going to be starting caliber. Um, so let's see what uh, let's see what the magic is. All right, Jack, where can uh, people find your details? Um, it's at Jack Duffin on Twitter, J-A-C-K-D-U-F-F-I-N. We're obviously approaching the end of the season, the off-season, which is the time when I chat more cap. So any questions, either tweet them at me. And if you don't want to ask them in public, jump in the DMs. They're always open, happy to answer questions. There's loads of people that do approach me for questions. I'll just answer it straight up. I'm not going to give you sort of a... Uh, a biased take on it. Um, I'll just tell you how it is. And your details, Paul, I know Instagram is even more fun than your Twitter. So if you're not on Instagram, if you're not following him on Instagram, fix that. Paul Brown underscore UK. I think, mate, we're drafting at 19th at the moment. I think we're at, I thought we are at 17th. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You all know I struggle counting over 10. Go to Tankathon. Uh, Tankathon's the best place to go. 17th. Oh, whoops, I made it 18th then. But anyway, yeah, so it's around there somewhere. So uh, that's not a bad number, I guess. It's It's got some potential to move um, because there's three other teams at six and seven, Oakland, Indianapolis, and Tampa Bay. Um, so, yeah, there's some movement in there. And if Philadelphia win 
Then they're also six and seven, which they should tonight. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely tasty. And then yeah, I, I I could see us going anywhere up, sort of as low as ninth, um, and then as high as twentieth. Mm. All right, Jack. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's always good to catch up. Uh, yeah, apologies, I missed you on the weekend, and uh, I look forward to seeing you or speaking to you when I'm in sunny Arizona. Ooh. Now, that would be nice just to see right now what the weather's going to be like in Arizona next weekend. And if it's snow, there's going to be big problems. What do you reckon the uh, temperature be in Arizona next week? Um, is that in Celsius? Yeah, we're a Celsius podcast. I reckon 30. I think this is be really hot. No, it's not going to be that hot. It's going to be 21. That's still nice. For mid-December, that's quite nice. And I look forward to seeing uh, my boy, Zane Gonzalez. Yes. Let's hope he uh, he, he has an off day and then has a phenomenal rest of the season. He's had a really good season this year. Clock that. Done really, really well. In terms of fantasy, he was in the top 10 kickers. I think he got up as high as three at one point. So uh, he has been doing the business. Yeah. And he's a Chelsea fan. What more he's do you want? He's 90% um, hitting it on target at the moment. Do you think that's better or worse than Cybert? Hey, I, I called it Rookie of the Year. Brown's Rookie of the Year, Austin Cybert. Um, and he, he is on course to deliver. I think, if we're going to go now, he is on course. Lock that one up. Brown's rookie of the year. The only person that could beat him, Scottish Hammer. I think Scottish Hammer's going to beat him, I'm afraid to say. It's going to be close. It's going to be close. Scottish Hammer's got player of the month a, f- a few times. so Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. I'll give you that. Um, but no, um, I, I think Zane's done slightly better than Austin Cybert. And that's the fifth round pick we could have used on someone else. <laughs> All right, Jack. We'll catch up soon. And I'll see you... Uh... Maybe this week sometime in central London. It could happen. Have a good one, buddy. Go Browns. Go Browns. <laughs>